Gotham Sound is your one-stop audio solution for microphones, mixers, recorders, podcasting, and wireless. Whether you're looking to rent or buy sound equipment, are working at a church, feature film, a television show, podcast, theater, or a student project, Gotham Sound is here to serve you. With a huge selection of new and used gear, it's your first stop before you buy. Gotham Sound has the pro audio you need to make your project sound true professional. Gotham has been around for 18 years perfecting pro audio. Visit us at GothamSound.com. Start your fragrance line and make money with BostonPerfumery.com. Design custom cologne or perfume using natural ingredients. Imagine 10% butterscotch, 20% sandalwood, and 70% vanilla dark. Choose any scents and any percentage from the Boston Perfumery Sun Chart, then name your custom fragrance. Visit bostonperfumery.com. Again, bostonperfumery.com. Everyone deserves a signature scent. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. Well, we have Dr. Stephen Hayes back with us. His book, A Liberated Mind, How to Pivot Toward What Matters... Uh, talking about rigidity when it comes to our mental rigidity. Welcome to the program. Good to be back here with you, Michael. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bearedynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission. To make you sound your best, thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. So are we rigid? We're not frigid, but rigid, I guess, when it comes uh, emotionally to dealing with, uh, with problems. Uh, I like how you say that we know that we should be going to the gym, but... Instead, we sit on the couch. We do things contrary, almost like destructive. Why do we get in our own way? Yeah, that's a good question. Even when we know better and, they, you know, if you dive into it, people usually do know better, but the organ between their ears doesn't. It's constantly tempting you into short-term solutions with long-term problems because it is billed as simply to evaluate and weigh options in terms of their short-term impact. So, if you take an emotion, your mind will sort it into good and bad without even noticing where did it come from, what's going on in your body, what does it suggest about what do you care about, 
Is there anything you can learn from it? All of that disappears into don't like it. And so you do the logical, reasonable, sensible, and pathological thing. You start running away from your own history, your own emotions, your own thoughts. And pretty soon you, you can deliberately be dumb. Pretty soon you can really not know how to manage your own behavior. It's I like what you things. said about being numb, you know, and yeah. Uh, it, it seems like, yeah, I mean, it's disappointing. We, you know, we could live a whole life and uh, not really be fulfilled or get what we want or, or move toward what we want. And then I love how, like, there are these breakthroughs in people's lives. You can tell us how this happens where, you know, you'd see someone walking around the neighborhood who was very, very heavy. And all of a sudden, though, they're consistent about it. You see them in the wintertime and in the spring and the summer. All of a sudden, they lost a ton of weight and they got exactly what they wanted, you know, a healthier life. Uh, why can't we all be like that? Yeah. Why can't we? And, you know, life will teach you. I mean, if you go to elderly people who adjust well to age, they've learned a lot of those kind of skills in the sense of don't sweat the small stuff and, you know, don't forget to, you know, stay connected to those you love and the things you love and so forth. But, uh, you know, you don't want to learn that at the end of your life. You ask people towards the end of life what they really would like to do over again. And it has to do with things like being able to slow down, appreciate, take care of themselves better, love more, you know, uh, uh, drive themselves into uh, an early grave less and so forth. So I'm back to the same kind of issue that the creation of positive habits that are linked to where your deepest values can only happen when you can get out of your own way and focus on what needs to be done and learn how to do that. But you have to develop them. It's just like the gym. If you're not working on developing those skills, you're going to get either weak or inflexible. Your claim to fame is acceptance and commitment therapy, you know, where people yeah. know you for that and, uh, you know, being a pioneer in that area. So does it all come back to that? Do all roads lead to, you know, uh, you know, the whole book is about, you know, pivoting a liberated mind, how to pivot toward what matters. Does it all come down to self-acceptance? Well, no, the, you know, the psychological flexibility work that's underneath ACT, and the reason it has such broad applicability is we took 20 years before we rolled out and said, here's the methods to change it, trying to figure out what are the smallest set of processes that do the most work? And we wanted to know the ones that actually drove you into the cul-de-sacs of life or put you on the highway of life. And so uh, when we've done that, we ended up with six. Now, it's not the only ones. I mean, I, we can add some others. You, you can extend these into social things like acceptance of your emotions extends to compassion towards others and their emotions. Or being more open and flexible with your own thinking extends to taking the time to really listen and connect with the thinking of others. Your values extend out to what are the health of group values, community values, your values as a couple, your values as a neighborhood or as a nation. So there's more, and I'm not trying to be grabby about it, but I'm, I'm just trying to do the smallest set that does the most. That's not saying that it's the only set, it's everything. No, that's nonsense. And certainly not that this is the only way to move it. It turns out that a lot of our more evidence-based therapies, and frankly, they have resonance in our spiritual and wisdom traditions universally. So people always who are people of faith recognize that some of these principles are right there in the scriptural traditions and so forth. There are many roads to these common processes. So that's what we're adding, which simplifies. It allows you to focus on what's important, learn that, and then add whatever else helps you. 
Yeah. And, and this sounds like mindfulness. Is that, is that just a different way to, to package that or market? It? <laughs> is that, well, I mindfulness, mean, is, mindfulness yeah. is a piece of it, but so is non-attachment, which is usually not talked about. And by the way, I, the reason I don't like mindfulness is sounds Buddhist and Buddhist is one thing, but all the wisdom and spiritual traditions have ways of reining in the analytic judgmental mind, whether that's a rosary or a chant, or repeated prayer, or contemplation, or silence, or koans, or dances, or chants, or fasts, they all do. This is a, a wisdom thing that's in our culture and can be built out and simplified by science, but not uh, replaced only by science. The whole idea about pivoting toward a different direction, you know, as you say, toward what matters, the reason I bring that up, because part of this book, you know, psychological flexibility, and most people and you think about it, that are successful and healthy are emotionally and psychologically flexible. Uh, Roger Federer being one of them, one of the things that one of the coaches that worked with them, he said that he was amazed that he has such a short memory that when yeah. things go bad for him, he just brushes it off. Literally, it could be like the yes. hardest loss. And he's psychologically and emotionally resilient again, even like a day later or two, where for some, it could take years or decades where we carry so much around with us. And people who are not emotionally uh, flexible, uh, they have a tough time in life. No, I agree. And that, that combination of strength and flexibility is what we really mean by psychological flexibility. But we actually have measures of that, you know, like with NHL hockey players, the best ones, we, we actually have measures of psychological flexibility predicts points per minute on ice because, and we know why, if you make a mistake on the ice, you have just a few milliseconds to let that thing go. Otherwise, that puck's going right by you. That that guy's charging right past you. He's catching the pass. You aren't. You better be able to sort of almost instantly let go, show up, focus, and go. And so uh, actors moving into sports and high performance because of that. But it's also relevant to diet and exercise or step up to the challenge of physical disease or, yeah, anxiety, depression, substitute, substance abuse, and all the usual lists of woes that psychologists treat. And that's kind of cool when you know the processes because it means whatever the issue is, whether it's positive or negative, whether it's building a relationship or dealing with a cancer diagnosis, dealing with anxiety or trying to be a good tennis player. If you can apply the processes that we know apply to many places, you now have an instance, an example that you can rely on later on. It might not occur to you immediately, but when it does, you'll have some of those skills and you can transfer them to the new situation. That's yes, really and we're with Dr. Stephen Hayes. He's a Nevada Foundation professor in the Behavior Analysis Program at the Department of Psychology at the University of Nevada. He has authored 44 books and nearly 600 scientific articles. He's uh, popular with ACT therapy. And we'll get into that, of course, uh, more right after this. Since 2015, Autonomous is dedicated to building ergonomic office chairs and electric standing desks with the highest quality materials. The Autonomous product lineup began with the original office standing desk, the Smart Desk, and now spans several categories of smart ergonomic office tools and accessories, as well as new software solutions for modern hybrid work offices. All of our products are not just great looking and durable, but simple to use in order to unleash their full potential. Visit us at autonomous.ai and use code MESSIAHRADIO for a 5% discount on your total order. 
Tribe Signs was designed in 2010. We started operations as home and office solutions specialists and have since established ourselves as a trusted brand all over the world. We have worked with some of the world's best designers and manufacturers to bring a curated selection of beautiful furniture to thousands of happy customers across America. Visit us at tribesigns.com. Okay, we're back with Dr. Stephen Hayes and his book, A Liberated Mind, How to Pivot Toward What Matters. <laughs> I mean, it seems, you know, you're driving down the road, uh, there's chaos, you just do a U-turn, go or go the other direction. But what happens when we actually do the same thing over and over again, despite, you know, knowing that the outcome could be the same? That's called mental illness, right? Well, yeah, I wasn't somebody had that as the operational definition of insanity. But it certainly is the definition of rigidity is that you're doing the same things over and over again. Your repertoire is narrowing, your set of skills, the things you do, the habits you build. But what the pivot metaphor says is that you're not doing that to try to hurt yourself. You're kind of, it's the wrong solution for the right problem. Because when you uh, dig inside the things that we do that are self-destructive, they're motivated by perfectly fine motives. I'll give you an example. The idea that, you know, I really need to feel things that are positive and not feel negative. Well, the real thing that's inside that is yearning to feel at all. And you come into the world ready to do that. I mean, you reach out with things, smell, lick, taste, et cetera, as a parent, and you know that. No, don't put that in your mouth. You know, because kids don't have to be taught to be interested in feeling and exploring. But once your analytic judgmental mind gets going, it, it says, well, I don't like some of those feelings. And so it has a solution for you. So one of the things that's interesting about these places where we're doing things that are not helpful to us is they're actually motivated by things that could be helpful to us. If you take something like you come into the world yearning to feel, you don't have to tell a baby not to, to, to reach out, to explore, to taste. In fact, as parents were saying, don't put that in your mouth because they naturally explore, taste, sniff, lick, et cetera, they want to feel. When the judgmental mind gets going, when they're three, four, five, six years old, and then continuous through our life, it says, I only want to feel the good stuff. Well, that's not wise. There's lots of feelings that are negative that are important to you, and you pay good money for all of them. You ride roller coasters, you read tearjerker novels, but you also want to sit by your mother's bedside when she's in, on her deathbed and, and weep. You do, because it's a sacred moment, and that emotion fits it. But the mind doesn't know that. It wants only cotton candy all the time. And so if you dig inside that, what is that? A yearning to feel. You can have that. Not in the form of I only get to feel good. There's no healthy way to do that. You just look at drug addicts. Does that look healthy to you? But no you way. can <laughs> instead open up your feelings and really satisfy what your real yearning is, which is learning how to feel and feel in a way that really uplifts your life. And that's what the acceptance skills are about. And that same is true of all six flexibility processes. You take what's inside, what you're doing wrong, and you just direct that energy like in a dance, like swinging around your partner. You don't they could take a dead stop. You take that energy and swing it around into a new direction that gives you what you really wanted in the first place. And who teaches us this? I mean, you know, and it's part of your act, you know, therapy and your book, of course, A Liberated Mind, you know, Pivoting Toward What Matters, Dr. Stephen Hayes. Some people get it, though. Some people can stack the deck in their favor, you know, and they're doing healthy things. And life doesn't seem all that complicated. But, you know, I don't know the percentages. It seems most struggle. Most struggle in the world is getting harder because we're more exposed to more pain, judgment and comparison. 
Plus, we're exposed to an expansion of consciousness. That's great, but it means that we know what's going on with, oh, for example, I know what's going on with COVID in Brazil right now. My wife is Brazilian. I'm tracking it. We may know what the melting of the Greenland ice caps is. So our time, place, person, consciousness has expanded because of our technology, but our minds have to expand along with that. Uh, and so things that have been the past, only monks, wise people, well, very well-educated people would even think about. Now everybody, I mean, your 11-year-old is thinking about it. Plus, they're being exposed to bad models. So, you know, I like pointing out to people that, that you actually already know all this. And one way that I do it is, is say, pick for me a hero, somebody who's lifted you up, somebody you know, a guide, somebody who's empowered you, who's really made a difference in some areas of your life. And then... I ask these questions. When you're with that person, did you feel accepted for who you are? Were you being judged constantly or is that far away? When they're with you, are they looking at you and with you or are they looking at their watch? Did they know that you were a conscious person with values or did they not give a what have you about their your values? And could you be together in ways that fit the opportunities of the situation? There was always one way and determined by the other person. The people who lifted yeah. you up modeled psychological flexibility. That's why you, they're heroes for you. It's amazing what we're able to give up or sell or or neglect in order to survive, you know, and they call that what is it, you know, uh, bad coping skills, but they're not healthy things. And some of those things that you've mentioned uh, already. And I guess the crux of the matter, too, is that these are, you know, problem solving skills. And, you know, we go through school. They want us to get the right answers. But who really teaches you problem solving and in in life, you know, or to pay attention to your emotions and things like that? It's it's well, and who te- who teaches you to to notice the limits of logical analytical problem solving? Because take something like peace of mind. I mean, even four year olds understand the idea of Goofy on one shoulder with a halo and Goofy on the other shoulder <laughs> with horns, and they're arguing. Why do they understand that? Because they're already arguing. They're only four years old. It's inside their head. And anybody listening to me knows what I'm talking about. You do it as soon as you sort of think I'm a good person. You have a little whisper. No, you're not. Not that good, etc. And so what has happened, I think, is that this analytic judgmental skill that's in human language is not the only skill that we have. We've got intuition, things learned by experience that we don't even know how to talk about. Plus, we do have language skills, cognitive skills that we deploy in special circumstances. Let me give an example. You see a spectacular sunset, you know perfectly well to say, wow. You hear a crying child talk about something horrible, you know perfectly well to sit down and say, wow. And you're not going to say to the kid, hey, you're bumming me out here. You're You're bringing me down, you know. You know, so you know not to always try to solve problems. Don't do it with sunsets. Don't do it with a crying child immediately. Get with that child and do that same act of observing, describing, and appreciating with yourself before you start running then with all your solutions. Anybody knows if you're sharing something that's painful and your friends immediately go to solutions, you immediately start turning off. You feel invalidated. Start with a connection and then focus on the problem. And you're hearing one of the masters of... ACT therapy, ACT standing for? Acceptance and commitment. 
therapy or training, depending on the context. His name is Dr. Stephen Hayes. His book is called A Liberated Mind, How to Pivot Toward What Matters. Why don't we talk about the pandemic and how people pivoted when that whole thing happened? We'll be right back right after this. Ocaso builds high-quality, extremely affordable action cameras that enable our customers to capture dynamic moments in life and share their world of difference. In less than nine years, Ocaso has become one of the leading action camera brands worldwide, with sales of over a half million units annually. There's a world out there to explore and enjoy while capturing every thrilling experience. Acaso's mission is to inspire and empower more people to join, enjoy, capture, and share the fun of exciting outdoor sports. Visit acasotech.com. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, distance, jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions, the ultimate in sound quality, Sennheiser. Okay, back with Dr. Stephen Hayes, his book, A Liberated Mind, How to Pivot Toward What Matters. Sounds easy, you know, go toward what matters, and uh, why do we repeat things over and over again, and we tell people things over and over again you know who you are uh you know and instead of uh you know positive things we tell people negative things and and all that here we are with the pandemic where people were forced to pivot in a certain direction people reinventing themselves and so uh were you surprised or you know always studying human behavior and psychology and emotions how some people handled it well and pivoted toward a different direction reinventing themselves others they're still talking about it not surprised at all. And we now have done the studies and I'm happy to tell you, but you might think I'm being repetitive that even with studies as large as several thousand people, the ones who really were able to make that shift and turn lemons into lemonade, they were more psychologically flexible people. And what predicted in families, you know, from parents to children, from, uh, you know, as challenges happened, like, for example, being put in uh, a place where you had to shelter in place, you couldn't come out, what predicted whether or not people prospered or not in these extraordinary moments? It's the same set of skills. And your dog agrees with what you just said. (laughs) One deep lesson is Strength and flexibility skills are necessary and helpful, not just when you're dealing with so-called mental illness. Those things are not a one out of five issue. It's a five out of five issue. And it's not one hour a week. It's 24-7. So is there anybody who wasn't stretched, anybody who didn't feel distressed, anybody who didn't feel anxious, anybody who didn't feel sad? No, we all had a shared experience. This was a heck of a year. Let's learn the deep lesson of that. The time to start working on your mental strength and flexibility is today. And who knows when you're going to need it. And Dr. Hayes, how much does self-love have to do with all this? You know, I mean, who, again, who teaches you to love yourself? You know, we're here to get questions uh, answered correctly in school and things like that. And uh, paying attention to, you know, uh, housekeeping, you know, self-love. Does that play a role? Are people who are healthy and more psychologically uh, less rigid and more flexible, do they love themselves more? Absolutely, and if you wanted a single word that would summarize the whole model, you just hit on it. 
And, you know, if you email me and I respond, you'll see a little line, love isn't everything, it's the only thing. If you go look at my TEDx talk, my first one, you'll hear that as the very last words I say of that talk, because really the core of all these models are treating yourself with self-kindness, showing up in the present, focusing on what's important for you and building habits around it is this self-empowering, loving space. And that's why when you think about your heroes and guides, in other words, the people who have loved and uplifted you, you start thinking about people who modeled these processes. So I'm down with you 100%, so much so that I think it's really the same concept. And I want to go one step further. Is it possible that mental illness is about not only bad coping skills, but the inability to love yourself. Exactly. There's a core there. We know that self-acceptance and self-kindness, self-compassion and self-validation, these things, not in this selfish ego-based, oh, I'm so great, I'm so great. Not like that. (laughs) More like taking the time to say, wow, when you're sitting with a, a crying child or to look at a sunset and say, wow, when you see things that are awesome and do that to the person in the mirror, just see what happens and stop with when you're brushing your teeth. Oh, you know, you got that age spot and oh, you, you're not going to do well in this challenge you have today. We treat ourselves with so much cruelty. If we did that to children, we'd be arrested. You know, come on, treat yourself with the same kind of respect and care and loving kindness that you would teach, treat a, a child. And you will find that you start prospering even when you have mental illness challenges and other kinds of behavioral health or other problem solving. Let's just talk about other, one last thing here. Are we too individualistic for our own good when it comes to, you know, hiding from the hurts or the realities of life or just, you know, that's part of maybe not being uh, flexible psychologically and too rigid. But, you know, we compare our insides to other people's outsides and it's very easy to feel alone. And, it turns out that we're all walking around with these secrets that we're, we're trying to hide and get people to like us and put us in the group because we're special. No, you belong in the group because you're human. Slow down. Look at the eyes of the person walking across the street. Smile to them, and you're going to see a human that you can connect with and under other circumstances maybe have a relationship with. And so there's so much loneliness, alienation, and disconnection inside this pretense, this persona, this mask that we put on that I'll be liked when. And we all have these secrets. Here's the big joke. Mm. We have the same secrets. If we were simply to share some of what is troublesome and difficult about our outsides, Try this with in a safe place. Don't do it with just strangers, but with people that you know might really care about you. You will find that people start then revealing their insides to you, and you will feel more connected. So the mind says you'll be rejected. If they know it's inside, it's the exact opposite. You will be connected if appropriately you you know, allow some of what's inside to to go out and really get interested in other people's insides and allowing other people to be seen for more than their clothes or their car or their house or their wealth or their knowledge or their degree or so on. Let them be people. And, you know, when you said that, I I thought about the people who are healthy and maybe Barbara Streisand got it right all along. People who would you like to sing are people who need people, right? <laughs> Go ahead. Take Not it. Take me it. A sing it but, uh, boy, there, there's nobody listening right now who doesn't yearn to belong. It's, it, it is so basic to us because we come into the world. If we don't know how to connect and belong, if our brain didn't dump endorphins when mama's eyes met ours and mama's brain do the same thing, we would die within days. We are the ones that require a community in order to grow and survive. 
And so we're wired for connection. We just have to let this mind of ours, which came from that, had us a longer story, but get, get enough out of the way that we can get back to the core of what we really want. And that's what liberated mind is about, is how to meet those yearnings, not how to shift the game. No, how to get what you really want, but not get it in these ways that give us uh, small, immediate rewards that then turn into sand in our hands and don't give us long-term satisfaction. Dr. Stephen Hayes, get his book, A Liberated Mind, How to Pivot Toward What Matters, and go to his website as well. And that website is stephenchayes.com. The Liberated Mind, How to Pivot Toward What Matters. Thank you for your research and for being on the program. This is an awesome opportunity. Thanks, Greg Eggman, for letting me be with you, Michael. Our sponsors with over 90 years' experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand, from headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bearedynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.